We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, what is going on? Welcome, everybody, to the Thanksgiving week show. Uh, and what is this? Week 12 here at Rotor Grinders of the Prime Points Show. I am Britt Devine, uh, joined by my usual running mate, uh, Graham Barfield. Uh, but Mr. CEO of Fantasy Points, Scott Barrett, he has chained Jake to a desk, forcing him to keep typing until his fingers bleed. Uh, and Scott, because uh, Jake is in such uh, dire straits, uh, has offered to fill in for him on the show. Uh, Scott, what's going on, man? Uh, some fun new tools dropped at Fantasy Points this week we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, happy to have you back on the show filling in. Yeah, happy to be back. I, I filled in a couple of weeks back, I think, when Graham was sick. And uh, we, of course, did this show together, I don't know, three years ago? Yeah, long. It's it, it seems like a long time ago, but it also feels like it was not a long time ago. Right. Everything right. in life feels that way, to be honest. Right. All these years just run together. You you do this for long enough. We're blessed to do this for long enough. All these years just run together. Yeah, what I think I got to Roto Grinders in like 2000, geez, 13 or 14. And I started, I wasn't like the OG DFS player, like the head choppers and the notoriouses who started in, they had to be in 2010 or early 11. I came on once online poker went away. I sat around for like a year unknowingly. Uh, I, I didn't know that DFS was even around. And then I found it. Well, even 2012 for the football season or 2011 for the football season. And uh, somehow have managed to turn it into uh, a fun, successful career playing fantasy football. And now we have sports betting and it just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Graham, what's going on with you, dude? Not much. Yeah, just grinding, grinding through this slate. It's always such a this is a really fun Thanksgiving slate for what it's worth. Uh, you know, we're talking through the full slate uh, Sunday. There are four games with totals of 36 and a half points or below. Uh, but the Thanksgiving slate, if especially if Gino plays that that late game, uh, could be pretty hot. So I'm excited to talk some ball and talk some uh, Thanksgiving ball with you guys today. If you bet the 49ers like I did, do you want Gino to play at like 80% or do you want Drew Locke slinging it in there? If, if, if you bet the 49 I think the 49ers are the best team in the league. By both, far right sounds, now. both options sound great, Britt. Yeah, both sound, sound good to me. So uh, yeah, let's uh, get into this. And speaking of it, 
one of my thoughts, first off, the 49ers, uh, I think you can get them close to around, I think it was like 480 plus 500 to win the Super Bowl uh, and get a little shorter odds to win the NFC. They are, I, I don't know, Graham, they're the only good team in the league right now uh, after that disappointing Monday night performance with the Chiefs. Just Pat, it's Patrick Mahomes in a defense because Travis Kelsey, he's done, right? He's marrying the most famous woman in the year next year, or he's going to get a bajillion songs written about him, right? Either way, it seems like he's ready to throw in the towel after the season with some injuries. He dropped some hints on that. We've got just receivers dropping balls left and right, and they basically haven't invested in the wide receiver outside of Travis Kelsey because they have Patrick Mahomes, and they're just hanging him out to dry week after week after week because I guess the front office of Kansas City knows it's Patrick Mahomes and he's good enough to elevate everybody else to where we can possibly win a Super Bowl every single year because we have him. They spent some money on the defense. But man, the 49ers, fully healthy. Brock Purdy's recovered from that concussion. Everyone offense is good. They they re-upped on the defense. They look like the best team in the league by far to me. I'm expecting them to just come in and put it to Seattle and basically cement themselves as the best team in the league this week. I think it was six and a half. Not enough. Do I, I made so many bets. I don't think I have it on the official sheet, but it's up on scores and odds. Uh, that is one of my favorite bets of the week. But Graham, what basically happened on Monday night here? Yeah. Outside of all those drops, the Eagles weren't really doing anything. AJ Brown was a non-factor. He, he basically, uh, what was Hurts had a misread on that interception where AJ Brown could have had a touchdown if he threw it over everybody. He was breaking free. And after that, he was almost a non-factor. The knee seems to be bothering still a little bit. And on the broadcast, they were saying the knee, it seems like they, they get inside info, right? The knee, it seems like it could be something that bothers them all year. I don't know. I'm sort of downgrading these teams. I'm upping teams. I still think the Ravens uh, are probably one of the better teams in the AFC. Uh, I think the Bills could possibly get there. I know it was the Jets, but if their defense can do anything, I think the offense is probably going to start having it figured out. And the NFC is wide open between three teams i don't know if i'd count the lions in there yeah but I yeah would. just yeah you do i don't know i'm a, I'm a little iffy on the lions but yeah I, I don't know what's your thoughts on the chiefs the eagles they're both on the main slate this week yeah lions have played some funky games this year uh eagles man i you got to give it up again for the chiefs defense i think we've been saying it on the show all year but like chiefs are you know obviously legit their defense is great steve spagnuolo came in there with a great plan especially just like disguising blitzes at the line of scrimmage you know chris jones obviously is is awesome but you know they have to do a lot of scheme stuff and um, they did a great job at confusing hurts only the browns are allowing a lower rate of scores on their possessions this year than the chiefs defense and i mean right now it's like the best part of their team i mean it'll be interesting to see what the mvp race looks like in like two weeks because mahomes counting stats look bad you know compared to his standards but they would look so much better if they just had like competent receiver play and that's just like the whole problem uh, with Mahomes' counting stats this year. And as funny as it is, you know, Jalen Hurts struggled through for 150, only really had the one explosive play to Devonta Smith. He still scored 20 fancy points, getting there with the push. Um, yeah, man, I, I think Chiefs will be fine, uh, especially with Kelsey, uh, you know, coming through these games, getting uh, getting healthier. I think they'll, they'll be fine offensively. But, yeah, I mean, the ceiling is obviously just a lot lower with them uh, with no good receiver help. Yeah, Scott, I mean, that game was bad. You want to sort of talk in general just on how bad the end of this. We're decimated with quarterback injuries. We've got, I don't know, maybe not great coaching. We've got defenses sort of figuring out how to play in the NFL after, what, 125 years on finally how to stop offenses a little bit. 
what's what are some of your thoughts on what's going on this year? Yeah, I think this season kind of sucks. Like you heard Tom Brady talk about it earlier in the week, a lot of mediocre football. Um, and I, I'm really seeing that. It's like a really tough year for uh, season-long fantasy players, <clears throat> especially best ball players. You know, just in round one, Nick Chubb's missed eight games. He's out the rest of the year. Justin Jefferson, six games, probably couple games more than that. Cooper Cup missed four games. Austin Eckler missed some games and he still doesn't look right. I don't know if you saw that uh video from Hayden Wanks. He was I I was running yeah. faster. That yeah, you was got, you got chased down, man. That did not look good. <laughs> and so so that's a third of your round one right there. And then let's look at all the quarterback injuries. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones. Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo. And when that happens, it's not just like you lose that player, but like every single player on the team takes a significant hit. So what are we seeing around the league from uh, uh, a season-long perspective? It's just uh, this is a war of attrition sort of year. Your draft matters significantly less than it typically does. The waiver wire matters significantly more. And then from a DFS perspective, we're seeing you know scores down across the in- – industry for sure. But the bigger, more significant takeaway to me is, uh, the, the, the parody in this league, the, uh, the lack of parody in this league, rather how, how top heavy it is for some teams. Uh, the stat I had was, uh, um, I don't know. I can't, I can't pull it up right now, but the, the top six teams, in the league have more 30 plus DraftKings fantasy point games than all other teams combined. And like, that wasn't the case last year, last year there, there was a little bit more parity there. And so like from a DFS perspective, I think there's teams we could just totally write off every single week. It's like, okay, you know, this guy's tempting as his price declines, but you know, he's only going to go off like one out of every five weeks that, that week, isn't going to be one where we could really predict it. And it's going to be like, he's going to beat value, but he's not necessarily going to have a had to have it tournament winning score. And uh, really just with those top six teams I was talking about, we want to be heavily invested in every single week. I think. Yeah. The chalk is smashing at an alarming rate this year. And I know your article, one of the the few things I read every week, Scott, by the way, uh, is the article you put out. Uh, I typically browse through it late Saturday night, Sunday morning on cash and tournament plays. Uh, I mean, when the chalk smashes, I mean, you you get deep in the weeds on some tournament plays, but your your article's looking really good this year because it <laughs> seems like we've been we're either getting better as DFS players or the league, like you said, it's just it's it's just so obvious now because there's so few actual good play callers, good yep. plays, good quarterbacks anymore in the league. What what do you what do you think it is? Are we getting better? Or is the league sort of making us better because of all of this lack of parity you're talking about? I think it, I think it's both. Yeah, last week was crazy. The winning Millie Maker lineup had my top quarterback of the week, my top two running backs of the week, my top three wide receivers of the week, and Khalil Shakir, who I wrote up as a, a dart throw. Um, I forget which they played Kincaid. I think they would have been better off if they played. Purdy on, wasn't it Purdy on stacked too? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, yeah. I love that. Every DFS pro is like, this guy's an idiot. If this were me, I would have donated it all to charity and not told anyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's got a million yeah, right. dollars and we don't. Yeah, hey, that money, yeah, 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 exactly. That money counts. 
those yeah. are some sour grapes right there. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing. It was, it was like a, it was a cash lineup that just yeah. uncorrelated shipped. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we are, I, of course, by the way, uh, I'm a contrarian player. So like I faded my own optimal and, uh, you know, didn't win a million dollars. Um, but yeah, idiot, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say last week was like one of the chalkiest DFS slates of the, of the season. I think this week we'll probably, I mean, it's only Tuesday and we're thinking about the Thanksgiving games, but like there's a, there's going to be a lot of ownership concentrated around just like we're talking about four teams yeah. uh, on the, Sunday. The so running back the position, I was, when we get yeah. to DFS, the running back, literally you just, you keep scrolling and you want to play. I, I don't All think I've them. ever seen this deep of a running back yeah. slate. There's 14, 15 guys. I think you can play in DFS, but we'll talk about that. In just a few minutes, uh, one of the things we like to do here is a segment uh, where we take a stand on something. Uh, I usually come at it from a sports betting angle, and that is no different this week. I, I was blown away uh, earlier today. I was bruising through scores and odds, and there's an underdog this week who already absolutely dominated the team they're playing this week. Now they're at home, and they're still an underdog. I, I, I This makes absolutely no sense to me. It's a team that's on the rise, one of my favorite bets of the week. We're going to be playing in DFS as well, uh, but we'll see if you guys can figure it out by the end of the show. Uh, Graham, what's a, sort of a stand you're looking at this week? Sure, yeah. You were just talking about how great running back is this week. There's one right now that stands out to me uh, as a as an extremely high-ceiling play that I'm really excited to talk to you guys about. Here in just a few minutes, we talk DFS. Yeah, we'll get to that. So let's uh, – I, mean, I got one. Talking? You're not oh. going to ask me. Let's well, go. Yeah, well, Let's yeah, go. you know what? You are the stand-in, so I didn't know if you were prepared for this. So I was just to skip over you, but I should have known better, Scott. What do you what's the stand you're willing to take this week? Yeah, mine is a betting take, which is unique for me because betting is illegal in Texas. So I never have betting takes. Uh bet of the week by far is Washington Commanders getting 11 points against the Cowboys. I talk about this every single year. Uh over the last 12 years, Dallas is one and 11 against the spread on Thanksgiving. That's not a coincidence. What happens at like, I don't know, 60% of the country is cowboy fans and like casual cowboy fans. And like, they all get the day off on Thanksgiving. They're sitting at home with their family, drinking, uh, watching the games. They want action on it. And so they're betting on their boys. And so like, yeah, I'm not, I don't feel super confident in the commanders, but it's, Every single Thanksgiving, when you bet against the Cowboys, you're getting basically like free 2.5 uh, added to the spread in your favor. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 it looks good to me. I think uh, commanders can cover 11 points. So uh, hammer that bet against Dallas on Thanksgiving this year, every year, make it a Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, Steve, bring up the screen share. Uh, look, I'm on the fly bringing up your tweet, Scott. I did see you post that uh, a little earlier in the day. So just a, a very, very long history of not covering minus one game. Uh, I, I was on Washington last week. Uh, that was one of my bigger bets. That did not work out. I don't know if I can follow this trend, but we'll be uh, very interested to see what happens on this one. Tommy DeVito slinging it against the commanders. If he can do it, I, I do think a lot of people will probably be on the Cowboys. Uh, so this little trend uh, is interesting to, to take a stand on. Uh, all right, let's, uh, well, actually, before we get into DFS, let me tell you about something cool going on with DFS, and that is the Sims over at Rotor Grinders. Uh, we have Sim Labs. Uh, it's a free beta still currently. Uh, you don't have to spend any money on it. There's a nice Discord channel as well. If you want to check it out, uh, it's free. You can correlate all your lineups. 
uh, in just a few minutes based on your settings. Uh, a fun new tool we've put together with the guys over at Fantasy Labs uh, at Sim Labs. Check it out. Great tool here at Roto Grinders. And maybe you two can end up uh, winning. Uh, I don't know. I don't need a million, like uh, 150,000. I'll, I'll take that with using the Sim Labs or something like that. Sounds good enough to me. Uh, all right, let's talk DFS. And uh, I want to start at quarterback with you guys because to me, it's there's one egregiously, egregiously priced quarterback. But there's also these three guys at the top Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. So, Graham, I'm going to throw it to you based on it's Tuesday. We don't know injuries. We really don't know weather, yada, yada, yada. We go over this basically every week. Would you rather spend, and there's really not a ton of people, you don't have Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson isn't in the player pool if he plays. We don't have Christian McCaffrey, right? There's a lot of the players we want to spend money on. They aren't available this week. So in theory, we might have money to spend a quarterback. Is it Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts? I think I'm a little sour on Mahomes, even uh, at Las Vegas. I don't know about that. It would probably be Hurts or Josh Allen. I think I'd lean Josh Allen at this point. Uh, just you can really pass against Philadelphia. In theory, that's what the, I would do. Or Gardner Minshew against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is 5,100. Makes absolutely no sense off a bye at home in a dome against Tampa who can't stop anybody through the air. Big decision. You spend it up on the big name. You're rolling with Gardner. Um, uh, the, the pricing on Gardner just seems absolutely egregious to me. Yeah, Gardner's going to pop in all the Sims and uh, optimizers probably by the end of the week. 5,100 is just uh, it's a little a little too low for him. Um, I'm with you on Mahomes. You know, we just talked about that a, a second ago. In general, he's just been, you know, lower lower ceiling than than usual. His really one big boom game came against the Chargers. He scored 38 in that game. Um, you know, other than that, man, it's been, you know, between 18 and 19. He's had a game of, you know, 25. Uh, for that reason, that probably makes Mahomes one of the better tournament plays in between, sandwiched in between Allen and, and Hertz. Again, it's just Tuesday. Uh, to me, the answer is always Hertz at the top. Scott, you and I were on Jalen Hertz as the clear QB1 coming into the season. We were absolutely right about that. Uh, had him at, at QB1 ahead of Mahomes, ahead of Allen, and it wasn't even really close. And I think this week you make kind of the same argument. You know, Bill's defense is, is playing really well. Sean McDermott, I still think, is a good defensive coach, but they've they've messed so, you know, they're uh, missing so many guys. Uh, Eagles offensive line is still, you know, playing extremely well. They did give up some sacks. Uh, I'm I'm going to be on Hertz this week uh, at the top, um, but I'm I'm with you. I think Minshew stands out, and I think Kyler stands out too. Is still too cheap at 6,900, just given his rushing upside. And that game uh, obviously has some shootout potential, but um, yeah, Kyler Kyler 6,900, and I think Hertz uh, at the top for me. Yeah, Scott, what games are you looking at this week from a DFS perspective? You write constantly. You are in the weeds, literally 24-7 looking at statistics. What's standing out to you? Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Houston, Jacksonville, every single week, you want to be looking at that. I, I, I do think Buffalo, Philly is going to be really interesting, certainly more exciting than Philly, Kansas City was. Um, you know, I... I by schedule adjusted fantasy points per game allowed one of our best stats we have on the site uh philadelphia is a bottom three defense so like what mahomes did i i view as an indictment on him and that offense mahomes has just two passing touchdowns outside of the red zone this year versus seven interceptions it's it's been bad um and i think it's just you know not having anyone besides kelsey who 
Philadelphia doubled and, and triple teamed all day. And I, I could see Josh Allen taking advantage of that. So um, I, I think that's going to be an exciting game. Um, is, is, uh, what else is on the main slate? Indianapolis. Um, yeah, yeah it's hot. Like that, that was one game that kind of stuck out to me when I was doing my pace and play model, uh, Colts bucks, saints, saints, Falcons kind of pops too, honestly. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll hear from more from me on this, uh, Colts Buccaneers in a, in a later segment for sure. This is nice. uh, multiple ways. One of my favorite games of the week currently right now from a sports betting angle, uh, I want to go to running back. So let's talk about the guy you were you're taking your stand on this week, Graham. Uh, I believe that's Derrick Henry, correct here. And I know Scott has been tweeting on this too. Whenever Derrick Henry uh, and the Titans can win, which if there's ever a game the Titans can win, they've been. I mean, will, <laughs> did it. you did you have the tweet, Scott, where Will Loves Will Loves played amazing and they still just get absolutely blasted in the in the game score? But like. Can, can the Titans keep keep pace here and beat Carolina? It's like the dumpster ball here. Yeah, all they have to do is just give Derrick Henry the ball every single play, and that's exactly what they're going to do against this top run funnel defense. Uh, most game script dependent player in fantasy. This is this one's just easy. Also, uh, uh, a good stat for you is Derrick Henry throughout his career averages I don't know four point two yards per carry before Thanksgiving, and then like. 5.5 yards per carry after thanksgiving uh so we're getting into that that cold weather territory that's where, where the, henry that's thrives the, that's, that's december or does that include like right after the, that no that includes late right november yeah all right yeah he's <laughs> I, I, he, he's roided up on the turkeys and mashed potatoes <laughs> and the stuffing yeah. yeah graham you love henry what, what are you looking at this week yeah, sixty four hundred for Henry. He's you know his price is just completely cratered over on DK. He was you know in the you know mid six, uh, excuse me, mid sevens all year. Now he's down to sixty four hundred. And uh, yeah, Titans are three and a half point favorites against Carolina. It's the first time they've been favored in a long, long time. Panthers are giving up the most goal line carries per game. Just massive, massive touchdown equity for Henry in this spot. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be really popular uh, just because he's so obvious. But yeah, I mean this whole pocket. Um, really the whole like sub six K range, starting with JT Swift, like that whole pockets, the you know, whole range. I mean, really Kamara, nice. Kamara being the most expensive back is probably not how I would do the pricing, but you can, you know, you can make a case, but with, with Jameis of playing a quarterback, probably not, but literally everybody else. I mean, Saquon against new England, why can't he do what he did last week? Right. Why can't he be the only, player that can really move the football that can score points he's basically the only offensive weapon they have etn uh i, I know they said force comes out after the game that they're conscious of the workload he's received and they're looking to to maybe limit his touches not what we want in daily fantasy or in sports betting but against houston that looks pretty good jonathan taylor tough run matchup against tampa but i mean he's jonathan taylor deandre swift against buffalo yeah josh jacobs i mean we saw what deandre swift was able to do the Raiders probably not able to keep pace the whole game. And we saw that maybe limit Jacobs a little bit last week. Yeah, but if that game, that spread though has come towards uh, the Raiders here though. It opened well, nine I and would, a half Chiefs. I would think so too. After yeah. that performance that Chiefs had, I think yeah. people are on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are very fraudulent this year. Um, if you, if you ask me, you've got Kyron coming back. He he's, you know, they cut Daryl Henderson. He's probably going to come back into, I would expect almost a full workload against Arizona. You got Bijan off a bye. Your boy Derrick Henry. 
And this, like, you can just keep going. Rashad White against Indianapolis. Devin Singletary, if he gets all the work. James Connors back. Javante Williams, probably not so much against Cleveland, but you never know. Jerome Ford, Jalen Warren. You just, literally, you can make a case for almost every running back. And I've never, it hasn't been like this all year. We've been like, we need one running back or two running backs to play. This year, or at least this week, to me, it's like, 10 to 15 tournaments going to be extremely spread out. I would not expect Henry to garner more than 15% in large field tournaments this yeah, week. I think, I think he'll probably be capped at like 25-ish percent for all the reasons you're outlining. But yeah, I think he'll probably end up being one of the top three. Um, yeah, this is just such a good week at running back. This will be a good week for running back in the flex too, back in the flex. Yeah, yeah definitely three running backs. And then receivers, if you had to pick one, A.J. Brown against Buffalo coming off the, the bad game. Stephon Diggs, also a bad game. That was against the Jets and Sauce. I can maybe understand that. Uh, but against the pass defense in Philadelphia, I, I think I'd – I don't know. I'd probably lean Diggs at this point, right? It is a good spot for Diggs. I mean, this is such a good get-right spot. Not only, you know, facing the Jets last week, you know, he, he was up against Patrick Sertan for uh, – you know, not the majority of his routes, but a good amount of his routes against the Broncos a couple weeks ago, too. Uh, obviously, such a good spot for him. I, I mean, AJ Brown's ceiling is just ridiculous, though. I mean, they're gonna they're obviously gonna get him right after one catch performance. So I, I think Brown's ceiling projects better for sure, but you could definitely make a case for for Diggs, you know, right behind him, maybe, maybe like a point behind Brown, not too too far. Yeah, Scott, I see you want to jump in here. What what did you want to say? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, you don't. No, <laughs> it looked like you wanted to, to, to jump in and say something. I, I think, uh, I think it's tough. I don't, I don't know that there necessarily is a, a wide receiver to to pay up yeah. for. Um, I think you nailed it though. It's either Diggs or AJ Brown. I, I, you know, I do worry about Diggs, especially the last few games. Uh, he's averaging six point six fantasy points per game. He was at like twenty one point seven before that, um, and. I'm I'm just thinking about what our sources told us. Graham hashtag sources, shout out sources that uh, Joe Brady is kind of not well respected in, in league circles. Yeah. And the main reason why is his inability to scheme guys open. Um, but I mean, this is a bad secondary and Diggs is good enough where it might not matter at all. And then with AJ Brown, it's just uh, I don't think there's anything to this. I don't think this is real, but like I have to mention it is just uh Devonta Smith is outscoring him better yards per route run over the last two seasons in games without Dallas Goddard. And it just worries me about that. You know, the Calvin Ridley Zay Jones splits where uh, Doug Peterson was stupidly forcing Calvin Ridley into the clear out Zay Jones role when Zay Jones was out. Uh, I don't think that's real though. I, I don't think, I mean, then like prior to last week, the guy had, you know, 125 yards and a touchdown and, you know, seven of his prior eight games, something like that. So uh, I will say he's probably there, the guy. Yeah, I will say there might be something to it, though, just in terms of how the Eagles have to play, right? Like they don't have somebody that can take underneath zone coverage away, right? That's Goddard. You know, so that would allow A.J. Brown to get on top of defenses. So, you know, watching that game last night, Chiefs play a ton of too high. They just that's just what they do. Uh, they just sat back in too high last night and were just like, OK, we'll bracket A.J. Brown. You don't have anybody to beat us over the middle. It was Devonta Smith. You know, he was the only guy who kind of went over the middle in that game. Um, yeah, there's there's probably something to that. Uh, but man, I mean, <laughs> one catch. They're, they're gonna they're gonna funnel the ball to AJ Brown this coming week here. When you had 
uh, I had Devonta Smith. I hit the regular prop, but I had him to hundred. I had him at hundred oh, plus, no, plus five fifty, and I had him to score the touchdown. So oh, talk no. about just getting totally. I mean, it was a good night because somehow the sports books gave me plus one fifty five on Hertz to score a touchdown, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I- I followed <laughs> but, you on that. I followed yeah. you on that, and I also had Devonta Smith over fifty six and a half. I, I felt, yeah, but yeah, the hundred was... and the touchdown I had <laughs> That's too brutal. Uh, was brutal on that one. Uh, let's uh, hope on that one. What do we think of if Cooper cups out? Can Puka's reasonably priced? Yeah, do we think he he's dinged up too? And Matt Stafford, I don't, I don't know. He's like it might, it might be time to take him out to the the barn and and put him down as an NFL quarterback, yeah. especially without Cup. Is he going to be able to do it and get it to Puka if it doesn't happen? If Cup's out and Stafford can't get Puka the ball, uh, I think it's time for it's Stafford's done after that. If you can't, get yeah, Stafford, man, he's so tough. Plays through so many injuries, but yeah, uh, seventy six hundred um, for Puka is going to be a great price. I, I don't think Cup will play. He's got a, a low ankle sprain, according to our guy Edwin Porus. But I mean, this is this is another injury for him this season. They'll they'll probably play it safe with him. Uh, you know, Nakua took the last drive to get there, but he got five seventy and one. Uh, with Stafford last game. So, yeah, I, I think Puka will probably be end up being one of the better plays of like the non-AJB and Diggs guys at the top. I love uh, the CD Carter Twitter. Uh, it's the uh, unconfirmed the lowest ankle sprain in history, according to uh, all the sources. <laughs> it's it's so low, it's like underneath <laughs> his foot. You, you can't yeah, even see uh, it. That's just funny. We'll have to see. Wide receivers, I think, is wide open. Uh, do you have anything? I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get into the tools. In a little bit, guys, but uh, yeah, I, maybe I we think can so. talk about Jacksonville in a little bit against yeah. Houston, which wide receiver we might want to use. Yeah, we'll, 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 talk, we'll save we'll that. Talk we'll save that for yeah. a couple minutes from now. Um, um I, 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 I'm getting excited about this sub seven K range. You got both Houston wide receivers. Uh, oh, where's my guy Noah Brown at? Don't let's not sleep on. Well, Noah he's like forty five hundred. I was on yep. or like forty four, forty five. Yeah, he should he be let, back he, this week. He led the team in receiving yards in each of his last three games, ranked top two among all wide receivers in each of his last two games. Go back to that 7K range. So you got all three Houston wide receivers are in play. I'm, I'm going to have some CJ Stroud stacks for sure. Um, and in this sub 7K range, there's Michael Pittman, who the last time we saw him on the, the field led the league in target share. His splits with and without Gardner Minshew are insane. And remember, we like Minshew. We want to be starting Minshew. Minshew. So in Minshew's six starts, uh, Pittman's averaging 10 targets per game, 17 fantasy points per game. Those numbers would rank eighth and 12th best. Uh, so really strong value there. On this short slate, let's also not forget about uh, Chris Olave, especially if Derek Carr doesn't suit up. He's still in the concussion protocol. In just two quarters with Jameis Winston, Olave saw nine targets, 94 yards. With Olave, he was averaging 4.1 targets, 20.7 receiving yards per half. Uh, So that's significant to me. Uh, There's definitely some other names I've written up who who pop for me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mike Evans, I mean, he he led all wide receivers in XFP last week, or he ranked second. Adam Thielen, too, uh, new season high in target share. The volume's been there. He's just had uh, <clears throat> bottom 10 matchups in four or five straight games. Uh, I think that's the what, what caused you know the major downturn in production rather than the the play caller change. That and the fact that like natural regression because he's not that not that good. Uh, but he gets a neutral matchup this week. Um so I think all these these are interesting. I think I think you started it off with a really good good question. And Calvin Ridley, what we'll talk about, you started off with a really good question. Is like AJ Brown or and it's like, yeah, maybe maybe it's multiple sub seven k guys versus AJ Brown. I don't know. That's tough. When in reality, when in reality, you know, AJ Brown just probably buries everyone. That's probably yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Back to AJ Brown. This is what I wanted to ask you about Graham. Are yeah. you noticing anything with the way he's running his routes? Because over the last two seasons, uh, AJ, AJ Brown leads the league in yards per route run when his quarterback is not pressured. When his quarterback is pressured, he ranks dead last among all receivers in yards per route run. Mm. So I'm guessing it's just like, He's primarily this deep, deep threat uh, yeah. where he needs time to get those to develop. And if, you know, Hertz is sensing the pressure, it's just quick dump offs or underneath yep. stuff to. That's pre- it's exactly what it is. I mean, I think, I think you nailed it in terms of just like how Hertz reads it, <clears throat> you know, Hertz is the first or uh, Brown's the first read, but you know, if you're getting pressure in your face, you're immediately, you know, he's going to look to run or he's going to dump it off. And they ha- they finally have a good dump off option. It's swift too. They schemed him up for a few targets too in that game. So yeah, I think so that, that's another it. reason to be a little nervous then because Buffalo's defense, they, they rank top seven in average time to throw allowed top five in pressure rate over expectation. Yeah, so. their, their pass rush is good still. Yeah. All right, so there's a couple early week DFS thoughts as the week goes on. There's plenty of content here on Roto Grinders. Don't forget for the Thanksgiving slate. We're sort of glossing over it, so there's a lot of people that watch us later and get the podcast a little bit later in the week. Read Jake Tribby's article. (laughs) If he's ever done, if his fingers are done bleeding (laughs) on the keyboard, uh, go check that out on Fantasy Points. Uh, Speaking of Fantasy Points, uh, we've been going over all year long. The cup. Hey, defenses play man, defenses play zone. They play one high. They play too high. It looks like you guys finally put something together. Oh, oh. To, let to me see about finally, the, oh, damn the wide receivers, and it's free this week. So if you wanted to mess around on fantasy points, you can get the what are they calling it? The wide receiver coverage matchup chart. It's free. Go over into the data tools, and you can find it. We've got Scott here. He's going to walk us through what we're looking at. All I'm looking at. We keep talking Calvin Ridley, and he's popping as the highest. Positive coverage grade. Scott, I see that. What am I looking at here with Calvin Ruth? Yeah. So uh shout out to us. Shout out to Fantasy Points. You know, when we launched Fantasy Points data, I wanted to revolutionize the game. And that is exactly what we're doing here. No one else has this. I don't know that anyone else has ever thought of this. Uh, and here it exists. And I'm so 
proud and excited and happy to demo it for you guys. But basically, so there are what I refer to as like on paper matchups, defensive matchups. Obviously, the Jets have a really good secondary. For that, I would look at our tool, Schedule Adjusted Fantasy Points Per Game Allowed. I think that's the best tool or anything to, to look at that. Use this in conjunction with that. However, it's it's which receivers have the best schematic matchups. We all know that Brandon Ayuk now is a beast against man and a beast against zone, but Debo Samuel is significantly better against zone than he is man. Ayuk is twice as good at as Debo in man at zone. They're about even. And that's true of so many different receivers in terms of how they're being used. And what this does is it looks at the coverage shells a receiver is most efficient against, and it contrasts that against the opposing defense and how often they're going to be seeing these coverage shells. And so the way I've, I'm using it and the way I've used it for a few weeks now to great success, that's really helped me break ties or pick the right stacks for DFS is just sorting by coverage grade. You're doing that here. Calvin Ridley, best match of the week. He had one of the top five best matchups last week as well. Sort by expected fantasy points per route run. What this is telling you is, you know, based on their typical uh, fantasy points per route run, baking in the coverage shells, what should we expect? Tyreek Hill should be number one. But look at that. Look at that. Jalen Waddle for big surprise. Top left, Britt. What I would do here is I would type in the Dolphins right, right there into that little search bar or Miami. You already, you already know how to use it. All right. Um, okay. And what are we seeing here? We're seeing a below average matchup for Tyree kill worth 10% off of his typical fantasy points for route run. Meanwhile, Jalen Waddle gets a 30% boost. That's incredible. And so it's, is he going to go off this week? J- Waddle's volume has been amazing. Like we, we've been waiting for a positive regression game since week two. He ranks second behind only Tyreek Hill in expected fantasy points per route run. Is this the week? I don't know. Again, you have to look at it in conjunction with our matchup tool. Jets are a brutal matchup for any wide receiver. But if who would I rather play? You know, if like large field tournament for sure. Waddle at lower ownership uh, in a matchup that perfectly suits his skill set. Uh, he Tyreek Hill is a god against man. Waddle historically much better against zone. So um, I like that. And then let's go back to the Jaguars. You know, it, maybe it's the case that Trevor Lawrence has this terrific matchup. Um, no, as uh, search bar Jaguars. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, thirty three percent boost. Meanwhile only very slightly boost for Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. Uh, clearly you're, you know, you want to do a mini stack from that game. Calvin Ridley, I think is the guy to target. Yeah. Just an interesting tool. The people have been asking for it. So what this is doing is it's taking what the defense just, so me being a, a peon, this is what the defense plays zone man and their schemes matching it up versus what the wide receiver does and giving something easy to read for, people like me, correct? Yeah, it's it's a little more comprehensive than just man or zone. It's cover zero, cover one, cover mm-hmm. two, cover three, cover three man, cover four, cover six, uh, and uh and and using that to spit out like 
uh, how well this schematic matchup fits this wide receiver skill set. Yeah, this is great. I'm not I'm not in the sheets. I'm I need to be in the tools, right? So I, I don't have the spreadsheets. I need the tools to be made for me. So Graham, is there anything sticking out? I could just sort of uh, let me back yeah. out from the whole slate sort by coverage grade. You do have to read like George Pickens against Cincinnati, right? Who like uh, I don't know. My is that what I want to do? They did fire Matt Canada. Finally, we'll have to see how it plays out. But so maybe another? you maybe you should pivot to the quarterback version of this because you see George Pickens at two, but you also see Deontay Johnson in the top ten. And yeah, so, look, look at that. If there was ever a week to play Kenny Pickett, it's this great schematic matchup. Oh my goodness. Plus, no Matt Canada. Finally. So Scott, what's the difference going from receiver to quarterback? Just explain. What, what am I looking at and how is this different than maybe from the wide receivers? Yeah. The, the only difference is we're looking at fantasy points per drop back instead of uh fantasy points per route run. Although I'm seeing zeros, So I got to yell at uh, uh, some of our guys behind the scenes for, for, for missing that. All right. So yeah, just very interesting. It, there's a couple notes on top. Take note. Uh, you want uh, the bigger, the sample, the better on something like this. So Maybe yeah. Tom, Tommy DeVito with a big positive matchup. We'll have to see if he can run it back against New England. Uh, but again, not a lot of snaps for him. Uh, just nice to see you finally put this together. I know people in our YouTube, when we've been doing the shows, have been asking for it. I know you're in there. I'm sure everyone has been emailing your support. Hey, can you make something easier for us to read? We finally have it. And it's free for, for this week for everybody to go in and check it out. Uh, a great tool. It's really nice to have uh, people who want the fantasy community to elevate right to make the tools and have then the smart people behind the scenes to be able to do that so i appreciate you putting this together for everybody scott uh graham anything you want to add any specific matchup any other tool you want to look at here or you want to get into some sports bets yeah no i think scott pretty much nailed it uh you know the the ridley call was was great last week scott was all over ridley on on our show for all the same reasons he was outlining uh, with these tools, I will say Ridley's kind of been, uh, you know, been their zone beater and Texans are, uh, very, very zone heavy. So that, you know, just kind of aligns with, uh, what we're seeing in the tools. Um, it's incredible, Scott, like just looking back at last year, I mean, to think all of this is now on the site and it looks as great as it, as it does. Uh, yeah, just massive, massive for, uh, for the community and for fantasy points data for sure. Yeah, uh, we, we, we got way more subs than we expected, and uh, we're yeah. just reinvesting that back in the product. I think next season it's going to be even crazier and more mind-blowing than it is right now. And already I think we have the best data product on the market by far. The only thing comparable is you know products that other fantasy websites are paying $25,000 a year for. And honestly, I think this is better than that. Like I think we just have the sickest product ever. It, going to help you make, uh, make you a better, better, a better DFS player. Yeah. Uh, assuming you are like a, uh, data loving, loving stats, loving nerd. Like I am, if not just, uh, you know, just watch our videos, read our content. And I just uh, need, I need the dark green coloring, Scott. That's what I need you. If I can, if I understand what's going on, I think the average person will understand. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> formatting. There we go. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, go check out the tools. It's free uh, on the Fantasy Points data set. I encourage everybody to do that. Uh, so let's get into the sports betting. So you guys are talking all this Calvin Ridley, but I got to be honest. This line, Houston's an underdog here. And last I checked, uh, let me see. I've got so many bets up on scores and odds already. It's plus 110 right now on the money line for Houston. And they smoked, absolutely smoked Jacksonville, 37 to 17 earlier in the year. 
And uh, what does it take for Trevor Lawrence to finally have his first ever big game, right? It's a game against Tennessee. Uh, I don't know. Is is CJ Stroud is a better quarterback to me than Trevor Lawrence. Is anyone in disagreement with that? Like I'm, no. I'm fairly, you, you don't think, you think Trevor Lawrence can still beat out CJ Stroud? No, Stroud's I'm, I'm, I'm a Trevor Lawrence hater. That's, oh, that's yeah. on record. I'm wearing yeah, a Jags hat and I'm saying that CJ Stroud is already better than Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Stroud looks starts amazing 10, in basically all aspects and he is yeah. slinging it 300 plus three, three straight games, one of them for 470. And I, I don't know, you can beat the Jags through the air. And that's what CJ Stroud is. Imagine if Noah Brown comes back. This is an unstoppable force. This Houston Texans pass offense. And I think they're, they're leaning into the pass even more because they they've realized, Hey, we've got these receivers that CJ Stroud can get the ball to. I don't know. Are these, is tank Dell really amazing? Is CJ Stroud elevating it? Are they amazing together? Are they both great? Who really knows, but it's working week after week after week. And I don't think the Texans should be a home dog at all to Jacksonville. Uh, you can still bet the Texans to win the division at like plus 240. And sneakily, it's probably not going to happen. The Colts aren't very far behind. All three of these teams have absolutely like the easiest schedules in history. The Colts are like plus 2,400 or something like that to win the division. They're just, they're two games behind Jacksonville. But if Houston wins and then the Colts win, which we'll get to in just a second, like they're right behind. Like it's, this is a mess here. I think either one of those would be the, the, the bets I'd want to make to win that division over the Jags. And I think it starts with Houston. Um, maybe not winning 37 to 17, but absolutely love the Texans this week. And the other one uh, I'm on is the Colts. I got this at minus one and a half, I believe. It's bet up to two and a half. I would take this to three. Uh, this one's pretty simple. The Buccaneers, they so they're in Tampa. They fly out to San Francisco. That's all the way across the country. They got to play the 49ers. Then they got to fly back to Tampa for a couple of days, practice. Then they got to go to Indianapolis. This is late in the season. And Indianapolis is off a of bye. They've just been chilling. And they're at home. This is one of the biggest travel rest advantages I think I've seen all season. Uh, I got it at one and a half. It's up to two and a half. This thing's going to go to three. I would bet it two, three. No question. Uh, I think the Colts are the better team by far. Uh, I, I think their offense is better. They have better skill position players. I think Gardner Minshew is better than Baker Mayfield. I think Michael Pittman. Maybe maybe Mike, Mike Evans is a future Hall of Famer. He's still pretty good. Uh, but Pittman's also pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the Colts big time this week. And uh, a side bet, this isn't an official bet, but I do like the over in this game as well. 43 and a half in a dome for these two offenses against their defenses. 43 and a half, this game's going over. So there's a couple bets I'm on. Uh, I've got a few more, but I'll let Graham do some talking while I catch my breath. Mike Evans yeah. is in the Hall of Famer. Yeah, is no, he? He's no, no, he's not. He's definitely uh, going to be a first ballot. Hall he's player. the Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very. He never a transcendent player, just consistently good, not great. That's my take. Does that, I can understand. Does that not matter that, for something though? Like that consistency, the thousand yards every year. I think it does. I don't think so. He. I it's an arbitrary that. benchmark. He, he. When. When did he lead the league in yards or even top three? I don't, I don't think ever. Yeah, but there's something to be said for like, okay, you're not the best receiver in the game every year, but you're like always the eighth best. He he's never had 25 yards against Marshawn Lattimore in 15 games. So if, if he's a Hall of Famer, Marshawn Lattimore deserves his own Hall of Fame. I understand your point, but there's no doubt Mike Evans will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. When he gets no, no. My my take is Eli Manning is an easy first ballot Hall of Famer, but uh, uh, he will be. But uh, I, I, that, I would awesome. I would disagree. I would say Eli Manning is not over Mike Evans personally, but. <laughs> 
Eli Manning has won a couple of Super Bowls. Right, right. Mike, Mike Evans has one too, but that was with Tom Brady. So uh, anyway, a uh, couple of bets I had. Graham, what are you looking at this week? Yeah, I love that Colts one and a half. I would take Colts uh, over team total too. That uh, Colts games in general, just at home, have just been an absolute track meet. I mean, all those games have, I think all but one have scored 50 or more points at home. And the one game that didn't was against the Titans. And that's because it's the Titans. They play slow. They play sluggish. They run the ball a ton. Uh, yeah, I, I think Colts, Bucks. Uh, I think I mentioned it in the DFS stream too. Um, yeah, I like that game uh, probably to go under own for DFS. I've got two props. I'm on one for actually both for the Thanksgiving slate. Uh, I'm parlaying Dak over 250 with CD Lamb going for 80. You can get that at minus 115 at FanDuel. And obviously, you know, you can just play that straight at minus 115 to just, you know, how you play a normal prop. Uh, you can also just add to it. I mean, Washington's defense has just gotten absolutely unloaded on <laughs> the last couple of weeks. It's just absolutely bananas. Last eight games are giving up like 292 yards per game. Dallas is extremely pass heavy out of the bye, passing at an 11% uh, pass rate over expectation in their last four games. And that's really only rivaled by the Chiefs and Commanders. And CeeDee Lamb is just white hot right now. Commanders just don't have anybody that can potentially guard him. So I like them quite a bit. I'd, I'd have that price, that 250 and 80 uh, price closer, like minus 140. So love that over on FanDuel. And then Geno Smith under 245 and a half is out there on points bet at minus 115. I took that. A few seconds before the show, actually, I'll give it out in Discord here in a little bit. Uh, he's injured. The Niners look great out of the bye. Their defense looks fantastic. Uh, getting Chase Young is kind of unlocked. Nick Bosa, they have nine sacks against Trevor Lawrence and Baker Mayfield over the last two weeks. They're giving up just 5.7 yards per attempt, uh, forcing a 46% pressure rate. Uh, again, short week. Geno's beat up. Uh, this you're on you're on Niners. I mean, I, I think that makes sense. And I'm going to take some Geno unders. Two forty five and a half was a wildly high lie to me. All right, uh, I was going to look at. I had a Tyree kill touchdown. I got it at plus one fifteen uh, on Caesars. It's up to minus one ten now. I think that's. I would probably not bet it at that one. So I did have that one. They they move these lines. Uh, can't be me moving them and a couple of people following me on scores and odds, but. Tyreek Hill should not have been plus 115 to score a touchdown to begin with. Maybe they just smartened up. Uh, so we'll pivot. Uh, I got a Lions-Texans six-point teaser, so I like the Texans straight up. Why not do the Wong teaser, get them to uh, plus 7.5. You take the Lions from 7.5 down to basically winning the game. Uh, I'm not a believer. I mean, the Packers, Jordan Love's playing a little bit better, and the Lions' pass defense is pretty questionable. But the Lions are many, many, many tiers above Green Bay in terms of total talent. So that's a nice little teaser. And a side note, uh, teasers just play them on DraftKings. It seems like they're the only book that actually gives you the specific odds you should be getting for them. Everyone else kind of juices them uh, much higher than they should be. So DraftKings, you can get those at minus 120, six-point teaser uh, with the Lions and Texans. Uh, and I think that's going to be it. So Colts, uh, minus 2.5 or the money line. Uh, you can take the over 43.5 in that game as well. We got the Texans money line and we've got the Lions Texans six point teaser for me. Uh, what I think we need to do, Graham, is we need to move Scott up north a little bit to like Tennessee or something so he can right? participate in all the fun that we're having, oh, right? Don't worry. I'm, I'm in his DMs and Discord like weekly trying to get him to move to Colorado. So, yeah. yeah I told, Colorado I, I told you does him. seem like a nice place for Scott to live, right? That I've, seems like where Scott belongs. Yeah. In the winter I've, time, though, I don't know. Yeah, it's getting cold, man. It's chilly tonight. You would kill on uh, player props, though, Scott. You really would. Um, yeah, Scott, you got to enjoy the tech. I, know, I understand. I, know. I understand. They'll get there. They'll yeah. get there. They'll get I'll buy there. a vacation home. I'll fly out once a week. 
(laughs) (laughs) After all the subs come running in for the tools and fantasy points, you can just, you can just retire uh, like Travis Kelsey is going to uh, after the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple fantasy pickums to get us off here. So underdog, I want to make sure this is still current because all the sports books had this number much higher. So let me just plop into underdog and make sure Jordan Love is still sitting at uh, 227 pass yards. So I'm not a believer in him, but uh, yeah, he's going to go over that for sure against the Lions. Uh, A big pass funnel. You see Justin Fields able to do it. You can take his over 19 and a half completions too uh, on underdog. I think that's a great one. And uh, I'm on also sticking with it in the same game. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I know a bunch of people on scores and odds have written this up, but the over 27 and a half receiving yards for him uh, looks like a a prop that I I think everybody's going to be on, whether you're on a sports book or you're playing fantasy pick So put those two together on underdog. It looks like those are the best numbers I can find on that one. Uh, Graham, anything sticking out to you in the fantasy pick streets? Yeah, not much, really. It's it's pretty tight right now. Um, Yeah. Honestly, not much either for the Thursday night games. Uh, I like that Gibbs call, though. Um, I think you can get his receptions. uh, I was looking at this earlier, maybe three and a half. Um, It's three and a half for sure. I can at four and a half. It probably let's see. Gibbs is I'm looking at underdog right now. It's not an underdog right now. I like his rushing plus receiving. Uh, 79 and a half. His receiving's up to 28 and a half. I think a lot of people are are using that either on the sports books or on fantasy pick'em. Uh, but yeah, just a, a lot of involvement from him. And somehow uh, I bet both lines running backs at plus money to get a touchdown. My idea was one of them is definitely going to get in the end zone. Yeah. And then they both hit. So that was a, that was a great week trying to get that one. These guys, the, the, the sports books, I, I don't know what they do. So they don't, they don't make a lot of sense to me sometimes. I don't know. I, maybe I should run a sports book in my own mind, but I'm sure I would set a bajillion lines uh, off from what, from what they do. And they're the ones that have the big casinos, and uh, I do not. So uh, maybe I'll just stay doing what I'm doing. I'm just rambling about some of the, some of the lines. I, on I will say, I will say for Pickums on the Thursday games, uh, I do like Dak Lamb. I would add Brandon Cooks to that too. Uh, I've never touted Brandon Cooks this entire year, but I mean the matchup is just so good. Washington's so so bad. So uh, in that game, you could take you know Lamb, Dak, Cooks overs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dak's two seventy eight on underdog. And CD's yeah. at 89 and a half. And we've got uh, Mr. Brandon Cooks, who is finally 36 and a half 36. for his involvement that he's had. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems a little too low. Yeah, Cooks Cooks is fine. That's one guy who kind of stood out to me a little bit, but um, I'm not excited about take, taking Brandon this Cooks. This is sort of off the cuff to either of you. What's yeah. your favorite? Uh, I'm waiting. It looks like all the sports books and fantasy pick'em sites, they're all cowards. None of them have the full allotment of Packers receivers to choose from. Do the, does anyone have a favorite yeah, of Jayden their Packers Reed. wide receivers right now? Yeah, Jaden Reed, for sure. Uh, they're not going to have Dontavian Wicks or Luke Musgrave in that game. Uh, Lions are have been a slot funnel. They're giving up the fourth most fantasy points per game to the slot receivers. So, um, Watson's coverage. Reed- Watson's schematic matchup is good, though. I will say, but. He has like three or four receptions in every in every single game. It's just been it's been rough for Watson this year. Would you take Reed too, Scott? Yeah, yeah, I'm with Graham. All right, so I think that's going to do it for the Prime Points Show. We'll be back again. Uh, hopefully, what all I'm planning on gaining at least five pounds by the time our next show runs through. We will have a couple of days. We'll have like four or five days to digest, but I'm going to carry that with me. I just I'm not going to stop eating. Uh, what is uh? 
your favorite Thanksgiving dish, Graham, off the, the top of your head? What's what's your go-to, the one thing you got to have when you're having a Thanksgiving dinner? I'm I'm always a sweets guy. Uh so any I'm always like into the apple pies or pumpkin pies. So I always look forward to the, the desserts more than the food itself. But well, yeah, I'm the, I'm a I, traditional guy, turkeys, mashed potatoes, gravy. All right, I can get behind the sweets. Scott, how about you? Uh cornbread. Corn, yeah, right. good call. Good call. I like the cornbread. I'll I'll go. So I'm I love like absolutely love stovetop stuffing. This is like uh, I'm slumming it. No, I don't need the the homemade. Give me the stovetop. And then uh, mac and cheese is always good for me. Do you mm. do you do breadcrumbs or no breadcrumbs on the mac and cheese? Oh, breadcrumbs for me for sure. Breadcrumbs on top is is elite. That's elite tier. You got to get at least three cheeses in there though. Yeah, I so I I do two cheddars, but then I uh, cover your ears. I mix in Velveeta too because it's delicious no, and no, perfectly fine. No, Velveeta is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, anybody uh, anybody who had some Velveeta can get out of here. Any final thoughts, Scott? I see. Are, are you just like, are you done? Do you? <laughs> I, I made a $70 mac and cheese. Like I just went, I was just bored oh, one day in the off season. I just went all out getting like highest quality cheeses, like 12 different cheeses, whatever <laughs> it was. And uh, I was super excited. I spent all day making it. And then uh, my girlfriend had like, 12 bites and then she was in the bathroom for the rest of the day she's lactose intolerant we both <laughs> forgot she was uh i i ate it and then i'm just you know like i don't know i'm a big protein guy i need a protein with it and so we ended up tossing it after that but uh that was a fun time yeah that was 70 dollars mac and cheese story. not well not well spent on that yeah one. no 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 uh, all right i hope everyone out there has a happy thanksgiving uh stay tuned for roto grinders for the rest of the week you'll have some thanksgiving content uh for the three game slate along with everything else over the weekend uh, don't forget to check out over on fantasy points uh all those tools we were talking about they are free for this week if you want to poke around and if you want to stay around uh, one of the cheapest subscriptions you can get in the industry that is 100 going to make you a better daily fantasy uh, player or a sports better oh we're 80 uh, percent off right now Oh, it just keeps, year, get, yeah. keeps getting better for a black. Was that, is that a Black Friday sale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Where, where was there a code? Where can someone? Find no, no, no code needed. Applied so, automatically. All right, perfect. That's how it should be. Uh, all right, thanks to Scott for filling in for Jake. Hopefully, his fingers uh, are going to be good for next week's show. Graham, it's been fun. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe out there, and we out. <laughs>